Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Rosebro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the Word of God. So if you heard the news, Todd White, famous faith healer. Famous faith healer has complications from um, Charlie Vector 19, if you know what I mean, and has a very serious heart condition. And we're going to go back in time, pay attention to the false teaching that Todd White has taught regarding healing, because uh, the things he's taught are not what scripture teaches. And we're going to talk about just how absolutely dangerous this is. Talk about where did he come from? We're going to listen to his, uh, uh, well, admitting that he's got a very serious heart condition to the Risen Nation Church uh, that he uh, co uh, pastors with one of the hen boys. And uh, we're going to uh, basically note that this is akin to what happened to Fred Price, who had his Mount Carmel moment with uh, Charlie Vector 19. And uh, we're going to also note that this definitively proves that Todd White is a fraud. And I mean it in the strongest way you can possibly say it. And no, I'm not kicking him while he's down because I consider the fact that he has this very serious heart condition and hasn't died instantly to be a mercy on the part of God, giving him a chance to repent because this guy is as phony baloney as they get. He's one of the most dangerous people in the visible church today. And uh, people need to avoid him like the plague. And the theology he teaches destroys people, destroys their faith. I pastor several people who have long-term, very serious bodily ailments, and it's this theology that brought them to the brink of ruin regarding their own faith. And the reason why is because what he teaches is so cruel and so malicious. I can only describe it as demonic. And if I sound a little incensed and a little annoyed, it's because I am. All of that being said, let's uh, whirl up the desktop and I'm trying to figure out where I want to start here because there's so much that we could talk about. So let's do this. Let's head over to the streets of Jerusalem and remind everybody just what it is that Todd White is famous for. And the fact that he is doing this shows that he is intentionally deceiving. That's the only way I can put it. So uh, he's he's made himself into a celebrity on the internet in the charismatic movement by oh boldly going out and and healing people, you know? Um well, let's take a look. Let, let me remind folks about so this. <laughs> You see his leg? One is longer. Look, come look. You see? You see? You see? He, he, yeah, he's been out there lengthening legs. <clears throat> yeah, when uh, Charlie Vector 19 hit two years ago, uh, myself and others like Stephen Kozar were <clears throat> musing about. <clears throat> 
the fact that uh, guys like Todd White and Benny Hinn and Ken Copeland and all the faith healers, they need to be deployed to the front line. The, uh, the folks over at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, you know, Hogwarts and Reading, uh, they needed to be, the, the school needed to be emptied out and these ne people needed to be put on the front line in order to stop the spread of Charlie Vector 19. You see one is longer. Yes? You see? Watch. Yes, the right one's shorter. This one's shorter. Watch. And what he's doing there now is he's manipulating his feet. He's not doing anything other than just taking one foot and rotating the angle uh, of the ankle. Yeah, uh, we, we, we've done videos on this before. Um, in fact, I would recommend uh, if you go into the archives of Fighting for the Faith, the YouTube channel, uh, we have all kinds of videos as it relates to Todd White. I would recommend familiarizing yourself with them. But uh, we got the Todd White doubles down on false leg lengthening miracle. That ain't a miracle. That's that's a flim-flam scam of a sleight-of-hand bad parlor trick. You know, I could teach you how to lengthen legs in all of two minutes. You know, it's about as exciting as this. You know, you, you get the idea. I mean, whoo, Chris can take his thumb off. Yes, I can. I'm a miracle worker. Mm -hmm. That's what the leg lengthening trick is. It's just a trick. So uh, all of that being said, uh, I would note then, we're going to start by going back in time. February 11th, 2020. So, uh, you know, this is before before the 15 days to flatten the curve and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, Charlie Vector 19 was just one of those things that we were kind of sort of beginning to hear about. And, uh, you know, the full lockdowns hadn't hit yet. So uh, here he is in a video called Healing Activation, Healing Activation. And we're just going to listen to some of his theology because uh, let me explain to you why this guy is so important in the charismatic and NAR movements. I mean, because he's got a great story about his testimony, his conversion. I mean, this is a guy who was a former drug user, a fellow who was involved in criminal activity, and God, the Holy Spirit, got a hold of him and radically transformed him. And now he operates under a healing anointing. In fact, uh, how he came to be such a faith healer is, is that he stepped out in faith and tried praying for lots and lots of people every time he would go to the grocery store, head off to uh, you know to Home Depot and things like this. He'd stop and pray for people, annoyed his wife, embarrassed his children. And in the early days, in the early days, as the story goes, he got nowhere, and everybody he prayed for didn't get better. But then he had some amazing breakthrough. And since that breakthrough, that healing activation, he's now the healing guy. And you know, they, people bring him in for healing services and stuff like that. We'll show you that. But I want you to hear some of the theology that he spews because it's very clear that this guy is a deceiver and that he does not know how to rightly handle God's word and he rejects what God's word legitimately says. So uh, with that, let's, uh, let's listen to uh, soundbite number one to kind of get a radar fix on uh, Todd White's healing theology. <sighs> what is truth? Truth is Jesus. He is truth. The way, the way to what? The way to the Father. The truth about the Father and the life of the Father. So what does that mean? That means that anything I see in Jesus's life 
is the father and anything I see outside of Jesus's life has to be brought into what if Jesus was here. Now, I want to point this out. He is not engaging in biblical exegesis. This is biblical pseudo-profundery, all right? Well, if this is true, then that's got to be true. And then this and this, this thing over here. Which text is he exegeting? He's not. And that's the sneaky trick here is that, you know, he's a guy, oh, he, he wrestles with scripture. So he'll throw out a biblical sentence out of context and then say, well, then this means this thing. And then he'll pull in another sentence out of context. This isn't, he ain't preaching a biblical text here. This is biblical pseudo profundery. That's the father. So if I pray for people because I've prayed for people and not seen people healed. Mm-hmm. He admits it. And people say, well, that could be a thorn. That could be God's will. God obviously didn't want. That's not true. So it's not God's will that people have illnesses and, and that they don't, they don't get better. We're going to prove from Scripture that this is false. And I mean definitively in just a minute. It's not true. Tell me one person that Jesus prayed for that didn't get healed. Sneaky little trick. Sneaky little trick. All right. And this is the same trick that progressives use. All right. Can you show me a biblical text that where Jesus condemns people who have like same sex attraction? Uh huh. Yeah, I can actually show you biblical texts that actually condemn that. And so note what he said here. Listen again. It's not true. Tell me one person that Jesus prayed for that didn't get healed. Hmm. Tell me one person that Jesus didn't pray for that didn't get healed. Jesus is the son of God in human flesh. John writes that these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ or the Messiah, the son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. I would note something, and that is, is that we do have examples of Christians who are not healed. 2 Timothy chapter 4, at the tail end of uh, 2 Timothy, Paul's last letter also, before he has his head taken off his shoulders by a Roman centurion, here's what he says. Erastus remained at Corinth, but uh, uh, Tromphimus, I left sick at Miletus. Say what? The Apostle Paul ha- can operate in the signs of the Apostles, and he left a f- he left Tromphimus sick in Miletus? What? Yeah, it's right there in Scripture. There's a person who was sick, who God didn't heal. The Apostle Paul didn't heal him. Well, that's awkward. And uh, Paul writing to a young pastor, Timothy, a pastor of a congregation in the city of Ephesus says, no longer drink only water, use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. (laughs) Note here, Paul writing to Timothy who suffers from Pepto-Bismol type problems, right? Have a little wine to help your stomach, your frequent ailments. And notice he didn't say, Timothy, Timothy, God always wills for us to be healed. He doesn't will for us to be sick. You need to reach out in faith and all that kind of, no, he recommends, well, you know, a a tonic at the time that was supposed to help with frequent stomach ailments. Huh, I, 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 I thought that it was always God's will to heal, but it's not. And let me explain. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want you to consider the implications of this text. For by a man came death, Adam, okay? By a man has come also, what? The resurrection of the dead. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us are dying. In fact, if you look in the archives of Fighting for the Faith, you'll note that years ago, I looked better than I do now. I look way worse than I did five years ago. Why? Because I'm dying. So are you. I'm, I'm heading to a grave, all right? For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Shall all be made alive? That is a future passive. It ain't, it ain't happening right now. But each in his own order. Christ is the first fruits, then it is coming, those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power, for he must reign until he's put all of his enemies under his feet. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Has death been destroyed yet? No, the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Christ has conquered it. All who are in him, they, they will absolutely be resurrected when Jesus appears on the last day in glory to judge the living and the dead. But the last enemy to be, de de be destroyed will be death, which is why Christians have been dying of various things, sicknesses, cancer, heart attacks. They've been dying from, you know, being shot to death and being stoned and martyred and tripping and falling and hitting their head on the pavement. And there've been an auto accidents and things like this. And this also means that Christians also suffer long-term ailments. Our hope is not in this lifetime. Our hope is in the one to come in the resurrection. Christ isn't saving us from death. He's saving us through it. And so the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. In the meantime, there are Christians who, uh, who are sick. And you know what? It doesn't mean that they don't have enough faith or that God is sitting there going, you better perform better like some kind of, you know, performing monkey. And until you hit this level, then I'm not going to release your, your breakthrough. No, instead, we learn that, uh, well, Christ's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So all of that being said, this guy is, man, just a deceiver extraordinaire. And like I said, his doctrine that he teaches is so devastating. If you have a long-term ailment, you know, maybe some kind of a bodily affliction that's super painful or makes it so that you can't operate, you know, as, as, you know, as healthy people do, and old age will do that to you sometimes all by itself. You, you, if you believe this theology that Todd White's spewing, then you believe that God has abandoned you or that you don't have enough faith or that you're doing something wrong. Uh-uh. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Don't worry. Christ is saving you through death, not from it. So coming back here to Todd White, let me back this up just a little bit and listen again. God's will. God obviously didn't want. That's not true. It's not true. Tell me one person that Jesus prayed for that didn't get healed. Well, I got two examples of guys that the Apostle Paul didn't heal. One of them, he left sick and militus. When Jesus prayed, it happened every time. 
Jesus is the son of God in human flesh. Mm-hmm. It didn't ever, it, it never not happened. It always happened. You're not Jesus. Jesus is the son of God in human flesh. These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of God. And by believing you might have life in his name. When Jesus prayed, it happened. Why? Because he's God in human flesh. That was God's will. The thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, but I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. Yeah, note what he's doing. It. Biblical pseudo-profundary here. He's not exegeting a text properly. He's stringing things out of context together in order to make it appear that his understanding of the scriptures is what they say, but that it's not what they say at all. Tell me one person that asked for prayer that got prayed for that Jesus touched that didn't get healed. Even people that touched him got healed. Like Again, I can point to people that the Apostle Paul, one of them he left sick and the other one he suggested a, a local tonic you know, concocted of wine to help him with his frequent stomach ailments. How do you reconcile your theology with that biblical fact? Jesus had compassion and everyone was healed. And then the disciples carried the same Holy Spirit that Jesus carried and then it happened again. I want that. No, it didn't happen again because the Apostle Paul had people that were sick. So if I pray for somebody and they don't get healed, it doesn't mean it wasn't God's will. It means, it means I'm growing. Oh, it means you're growing. Okay. <laughs> I've prayed for people and watched them die. I don't come up with a reason why they died, except that I need to grow. So the, their death is your fault? What? <laughs> the last enemy to be destroyed in the future is death. I don't have another thing. It's not in the Bible. Why would I have an excuse in my mouth that wasn't in my kings? The problem is your theology is whack. You've been listening to men like Bill Johnson, Ken Copeland, and others. This upsets people. This makes people mad. Don't you try to tell me I didn't have faith. I didn't say. Listen to where he goes here. He didn't have faith. I'm saying that there was more doubt. Mm. I'm not saying you didn't have faith. I'm just saying you had more doubt. So is that what you tell somebody who isn't healed, who prays for breakthrough and healing in their body? Uh, well, you just had too much doubt. Do you not see how devastating this is? When in reality, what is happening to them is normal. Somebody's body breaking down, that's the normal course of events since Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, the wages of sin is death. Okay. This is All right, I'm going to move on to the next one. Next soundbite. And uh, I have notes here. I, I got to... Okay, listen to this. I mean, this is crazy. Uh, one of the things that you can find in, you know, in spades in the NAR and the charismatic movements is an absolute loathing and despising of using your brain. Listen to what he says. Now, when you pray for somebody and it's not happening, the first thing that tries to happen is your mind goes bonkers and tries to figure out what you're doing wrong. Are you with me or am I alone in this? This is crazy. I, I, I hate this. I, I despise... I hate doubt. That's legal. I hate doubt. Not doubters. I hate doubt. That is an enemy. Logic is an enemy. 
of faith. Reason is an enemy of faith. Logic and reason are the enemy of faith. Yet scripture says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Christ says those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Truth requires your brain to be engaged. Yet logic and reason are the enemy of faith. Says no biblical text anywhere. I, I, just consider what is happening here. He is cutting people off from critically evaluating his false doctrine. And he's filling their heads with things and claiming it's always God's will to heal. No, it ain't. No biblical text says that. And we have examples of men in the New Testament who were sick and didn't get their healing. You know where they are today? Their bodies are moldering somewhere in the Mediterranean you know, at least in that region, you know, near Ephesus and Miletus, oh, they're moldering in the grave. But, well, they're, they're with Christ in the heavenly kingdom. Next soundbite. And uh, let's see here. Ah, um, uh, yeah. All right. This one, this one is a, uh, <laughs> this one's irritating. Uh, l listen to what he says. And I'm not against books about healing. I get sent them. I get sent books like Why God Says No, and I throw that in the trash. I get sent books like Why God Says No, and I throw that in the trash. Hmm. I don't have time for that stuff, man. Why would I put stuff in here that Jesus never came up with? I'm not into theory. I want to know what Jesus says. Yeah, there's so much more to scripture than the red letters. And every letter, because it is inspired by God, the Holy Spirit is a red letter. All right, fast forwarding here to May 27th of 2021. This is a year and three, four months after that. Look at what he looked like then. Here's what he looks like then. And uh, let's just consider what's going on in this particular healing service. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you right now. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in the name of Jesus right now. We command healing and wholeness into bodies all over this house. In Jesus' mighty name right now. Father, we thank you. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We command, command healing. I want you to put a hand on the person next to you. And we're going to pray right now. It says he's going to pray. Let's see if he does. We're going to do corporate corporate body healing the body of Christ look it's not Christ in Todd it's Christ in us the hope of glory when we pray we're praying for God's kingdom listen real quick we're praying for God's kingdom to come his will to be done on this earth the same as it is in heaven real simple Jesus defined the kingdom when he said the kingdom of God is not meat or drink but it is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost so the kingdom is in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is in you so when you're praying for God's kingdom to come you're praying for the Holy Ghost to come up in out and through you and for his will to be done on this earth the same as it is in heaven there's no sickness in heaven there's no death in heaven this is not a right handling of God's Word this is an egregious twisting of God's Word and the prayer that Christ taught us to pray. So it's God's will for it to be on earth the same as it is in heaven. Are you with me? Yeah. All right, so here's what I want you to do. We're just going to work our way through because I've, I have lots of words of knowledge, but it, it, we'll just go through the body. It's easier this way. 
you haven't heard anything from God. If God were actually speaking to you, he would tell you to repent. And the fact that you are sick and very deathly ill is God having mercy on you and giving you a chance to reconsider your theological decisions. Are you ready? Okay. Deaf ear, say this with me, pray with me, everybody all over the place. Deaf ear, in Jesus' name, be healed. That's not a prayer. Deaf ears can't hear you. Neither. Right now, ear, open. You're not Jesus. Eyes, we command you, be restored in Jesus' name. Vision. Eyes cannot hear you. Vision cannot hear you. Return. Return. Glaucoma. Glaucoma. Cataracts. Cataracts. Glaucoma cannot hear you. Cataracts cannot hear you. Blindness. Blindness. You don't have this authority. We are instructed in James 5 to pray, to ask God. Scripture is so clear in James 4. You have not because you ask not. You're not asking for anything. This is a flim-flam scam show designed to make people believe that you have this authority, this special anointing to heal people and command diseases to do things when you don't. And the proof will be in the pudding here in just a minute. Get out! In Jesus' name. Floaters disappear right now in Jesus' name. So he's twisted the scripture. He's ignored actual clear biblical texts where people were not healed as Christians. Uh, and uh, he's just flat out created a theology that is not biblical. And again, his testimony is, is that, uh, you know, he went out and tried to pray for so many people and then finally had the healing activation breakthrough thing he happened in his life. And now he's he's a charismatic NAR royalty being flown around the, the, the world in order to, you know, to bring his healing anointing to people. But here's the thing. He is in grave health. So this was from this past Sunday at Risen Nation Church and William Hinn, uh, nephew of Benny Hinn, you'd think, you know, they could fly, they could fly Uncle Benny in here and just solve this problem right away, right? Uh, it, well, <laughs> healer, heal thyself. <laughs> Listen to this, and we'll, we'll, I'm going to give you a biblical comparison, two biblical comparisons from the book of Jeremiah. Yeah, first, first things first. There's two separate things we want to talk about. Second thing we want to talk about is direction. First thing we want to talk about is why I haven't been here. All right, there's all kinds of speculation of why I haven't been here. Like, I've been like, something's wrong. Yeah, something's wrong. I've heard the rumors, by the way, that there's something wrong with his health. And it was clear just, you know, just kind of doing the, uh, you know, there's February of 2020, and then when you get to um, you get to you know May of 2021, something's going on here. He doesn't look right, and he, now this was just from this past Sunday. It's true. Um, I went to we had a power and love in Nashville. How many of you who came to that? That was absolutely nuts. It was crazy, but I started to feel this weird bloating in my body, like. Like I needed to do a cleanse or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm two days out from even being home. So that's not going to happen. Now, what he even says in this admission that he's really sick 
is a form of misdirection akin to the misdirection he engages in when he's doing his little leg lengthening parlor trick. So I'm like, I'm not going to eat that much. And so it got worse and then it got worse. And then I had trouble breathing. And so it was like, it felt like a bloating that was pushing on my lungs. And so I didn't know what it was. We were actually downtown because we went out on Friday night to take the microphone and go and share the gospel down. And it was awesome down there, but I couldn't breathe. I'd walk like five steps and have to stop. And I felt like something's really wrong. And Randy, my security, was walking with Blake. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know, dude, just let me take a break. And so the next two nights, it was really bad. So I went to the emergency room and the doctors told me that um, they need to admit me that I have water on my lungs, that it's probably double pneumonia. And so it was weird because I didn't have a fever or anything like that. And I'm like, okay, well, doesn't pneumonia involve this? And they said, well, we need to admit you, we need to do some tests. So I, they did so many tests, I felt like a pincushion. I, I can't even tell. You had plenty of time after they told you what was wrong to just command double pneumonia to go away, didn't you? Didn't you say that it's always God's will to heal? Haven't you had, I mean, you're, you're out there giving healing activations. You're out there commanding and controlling all kinds of things, glaucoma and floaters and blind eyes and deaf ears and cancer and all kinds of stuff. I mean, don't you think as soon as you knew the name of what it is that was ailing you, you had, you could have just demonstrated, this is a perfect opportunity for you to show definitively, you really have a true healing anointing and you can activate people in the gift of healing. I'll tell you how many times I got stuck with needles. I hate needles. So it's not good when a nurse comes towards you and is so happy because your veins are good. Do you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh my gosh, that's great. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? My, my, my son-in-law is the same way. He's a what is wrong with you people that you do not see the clear disconnect between what's happening in this man's life and his health and his theology and what he has made a cottage industry for himself, making millions, by the way, you know, going around the world spewing. He's like, but anyway, they did a bunch of tests and they went and um, did heart tests and they did an echocardiogram, whatever. And my heart was at 20% of the beating capacity. This is serious. And I pray that you would pray for Todd White for his repentance. I think God is having mercy on him, giving him an opportunity to truly repent of the lies and the deception that he's been engaging in for years. That it was supposed to be. And so it's called, what they called infraction. What? Ejection fraction. Was it 20%? And so that's not good. The doctor said, I'm a time bomb waiting to die. And I'm like, guys, knock it off. You know, bringing Jesus to him. And they were like, you could die any second. You need to wear a life vest. You need to wear a defibrillator. And I'm like, what is happening? And so it all hit at once. And I was on, like, I went from taking no medications to taking 11 overnight. Hmm. Again, God is having mercy on you, giving you an opportunity to repent by demonstrating definitively that your theology is false. And I've always preached, eat well, exercise, and here I'm the one with the heart issue, right? Now, I'm gonna point this out. This is intentional misdirection. Backing this up, listen to what he says. So he's talking about the fact he's taking 11 medications and things. Listen to where you he goes. You any second, you need to wear a life vest, you need to wear a defibrillator, and I'm like, what is happening? And so it all hit at once. And I was on, like, I went from taking no medications to taking 11 overnight. And I've always preached, eat well, exercise, and here I'm the one with the heart issue, right? So I've always preached, eat well, and exercise. Wrong. You've always preached, God 
wills always to heal. And if you are not healed when somebody prays for you, it's because that person had doubt, not faith. That's what you've always preached. So now he's changing his story. This is a game. This is a game of misdirection at this point. Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. I've always preached eat well and exercise. No, you've always preached that God always heals. That's the problem. Listen All again. hit at once. And I was on like, I went from taking no medications to taking 11 overnight. And I've always preached eat well, exercise. And here I'm the one with the heart issue, right? So that's twisted. But they No, what's twisted is the theology that you've been preaching. I, you know, it's weird because, uh, you know, when I look at the uh, YouTube and I do searches on your theology regarding healing, I don't see you talking about the importance of eating right and exercising. I mean, it might show up in an aside, but the main point is, is, oh, you are always claiming that nobody who ever came to Jesus ever left sick. So there, it's always God's will to heal. There is no sickness in heaven. So we got, it's the will of God to always heal. And if, it, and if you pray for somebody and it doesn't, and they don't get healed, it's because they, they have, they have doubts. They said that uh, a virus, possibly the one that we all know about. Yeah. Charlie Vector 19. One I had last year around he had so he's admitting he had charlie vector 19. said that uh, a virus possibly the one that we all know about when i had last year around christmas weakened my left ventricle and 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 knocked out my pumping capacity needless to say all that is great medical information but it is a demonic attack I no it's god having mercy on you giving you an opportunity to repent and here's where we will soberly consider, consider two texts. We'll start in Jeremiah 28. And in the time of Jeremiah, there were false prophets aplenty. And you know what? Some of them were stupid enough to oppose Jeremiah. And let's just say that when God acts in judgment against men like that, pay attention because God has a real sense of irony when he acts in judgment along these ways. So let me, let me explain. Jeremiah 28, in the same year, in that same year, at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the king of Judah, in the fifth month of the fourth year, Hananiah, the son of Azur, the prophet from Gibeon, spoke to me in the house of Yahweh. So they are, at, they are in the temple, temple complex, in the presence of the priests and all the people saying, thus says Yahweh Sabaoth, the, the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Really, if you've read Jeremiah, then you know full well that God basically said, ain't, that ain't going to happen. Nebuchadnezzar's coming and he is his judgment against their idolatry, right? So here you have this wingnut wackerdoodle who's opened up his own prophecy YouTube channel saying that the Lord has broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. No, he didn't. Within two years, I will bring back to this place all the vessels of Yahweh's house, which Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried to Babylon. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. God didn't give him these words. 
And yet he prophesied in the name of Yahweh, and he is absolutely preaching contrary to what God had said through the real prophet Jeremiah. So then the prophet of Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah the prophet in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of Yahweh. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen. May Yahweh do so. May Yahweh make the words that you have prophesied come true and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of Yahweh and all the exiles. Now, Jeremiah had already prophesied. Not only was Nebuchadnezzar coming, the only way people were going to be able to survive his attacks is if they surrendered to him. And they needed to pack a lot of luggage because they were going to be gone for 70 years. All right. Who turned out to be right, by the way? Jeremiah. So Jeremiah then goes on. So yet hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people. The prophets who preceded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that Yahweh has truly sent that prophet. The proof is always in the pudding, right? Okay, so note the principle in play. When the prophet prophesies peace, when it comes to pass, you know that that's true. So what's going on with Todd White, a man who hears from God? God told me that somebody here is dealing with issues regarding fertility or something like this, right? Well, when when, uh, he's sick then with something serious, like a heart condition brought on by the current virus associated with the pandemic. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for him to demonstrate that God always wills to heal, right? God never says no. Uh Uh-huh. That's kind of the principle in play. So the the prophet Hananiah then took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah, and Jeremiah was prophesying with with a... you know, a wooden yoke around his neck to basically say, y'all are going into captivity, you know, submit yourself under the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar if you want to live. And so Hananiah, the false prophet, took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah, the prophet, and broke them. Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people saying, thus says Yahweh, even so I will break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. Sometime after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bars from off the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah. You go tell Hananiah, this says Yahweh, you have broken wooden bars, but you have made in their place bars of iron. For thus says Yahweh, the God of armies, the <laughs> Yahweh Sabaoth, the God of Israel, I have put upon the neck of all these nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, and they shall serve him. For I have given to him even the beasts of the field. And Jeremiah the prophet said to the prophet Hananiah, listen, Hananiah, Yahweh has not sent you. And you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die because you have utter rebellion against Yahweh. In a similar way, God did not send Todd White. He is making people trust in words that are a lie. And he has a real opportunity now in light of his very serious health condition to repent, to repent and turn away from his false doctrine and 
apologize to all the people who he has destroyed and made merchandise of through his false pretense that he's the anointed healer man because he's not. You see, it's the same principle. So Jeremiah saying to Hananiah, listen, Yahweh didn't send you, dude. You've made the people trust in a lie. So is Todd White. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die because you've uttered rebellion against Yahweh. And in that same year, in the seventh month, prophet Hananiah died. Okay. Next chapter. Similar thing. There were prophets. YouTube folks like Kane Ash and others that were, went off into exile in Babylon and they were spewing the same nonsense. Oh, within a couple years, God's going to send us all back. So here's God's speaking judgment against them. To Shemaiah of Nehalam, you shall say, thus says Yahweh Savaoth, the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, you have sent letters in your name to all the people who are in Jerusalem and to Zephaniah, the son of Maasiah, the priest and all the priests saying, Yahweh has made you priest instead of Jehoiada, the priest to have charge in the house of Yahweh over every madman who prophesies to put him in the stocks and neck irons. Now, why have you not rebuked Jeremiah of Anathoth who is prophesying? prophesying to you for he is sent to us in Babylon saying your exile will be long build houses live in them plant gardens eat their produce so Zephaniah the priest read this letter in the hearing of Jeremiah the prophet then the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah send to all the exiles saying thus says Yahweh concerning Shemaiah of Nehalem because Shemaiah had prophesied to you when I did not send him and has made you trust in a lie therefore thus says Yahweh behold I will punish Shemaiah of Nehalem and his descendants, and he shall not have anyone among his this people, and he shall not see the good that I will do to my people, declares Yahweh, for he has spoken rebellion against Yahweh. So you'll note that God doesn't look favorably on those who break the commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And that's exactly, exactly what Todd White has done. And his heart condition and his ongoing health issues as it relates to the impact of Charlie Vector 19 on his uh, on his body is proof that he has been causing people to trust in a lie and that it is not always God's will to heal and God has had mercy on him by allowing him some time to reconsider his theology in light of reality and biblical reality at that. So pray for Todd White's real repentance. Pray that he is chastened by this, um, well, affliction that he currently has. And pray that he comes to his biblical senses and recognizing and recognizes he doesn't have a healing anointing. He's been telling people lies and he has destroyed people's faith in the, as a result of it. And may he have true repentance and bearing fruit in keeping with repentance so that he can have peace with Christ, even if Christ eventually, and he will if he tarries it much longer, even if Christ chooses to allow him to go the natural way that everybody's been going for the last 2000 years and beyond. And that is, is that the wages of sin is death, and the last enemy to be destroyed will be death, and it ain't done yet. It ain't done with me, it ain't done with Todd White, it ain't done with any of us. All of that being said, pray that God brings him to real repentance. And anybody who is following him, send them this video. 
so that they can be confronted with the truth. Todd White is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a flim flam scam artist who's been taking advantage of people and merchandising them and making money teaching people to trust in false words rather than the sound words of scripture. So hopefully you found this helpful. If so, all the information on how you can share this video is down below in the description. And until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen. Amen.